Hi, everybody. I am back with another episode of quote unquote murder and mediumship as we are transitioning into what will now be known as engaging intuition. Ricardo, you want to say it for me? Engaging intuition. <laughs> so perfect. That will actually launch on April 10th, though. So stick with us for the last couple of episodes that'll be premiering here before it is dropped on the new feed and the new under the new show title while I wait for iTunes to approve it. So I'm back with Ricardo today as he is a fan favorite and one of my personal favorites. So how could I not have him on here? And we're going to talk a little bit more about manifestation because we always get, I always get so many questions about this topic after we're on here talking about this. And just the other day, I had a client of mine reach out and say like, how the hell are you manifesting like this? What, like, what are you doing? Like, teach me your ways. So Ricardo, welcome back. Hi, thank you for having me again. Always, always. You have just started a program. You have a couple of programs going yeah. on right now. So before we get to the manifestation part, people originally know you on this show as the dream interpreter, which you are a dream interpretation a coach, a psychic medium, a, a channel, a meditation coach. Like you are a jack of all trades, right? So they're, but like all very closely related. So yes. <laughs> with dream interpretation, what is it that you're teaching people in this? Because I don't know if this is your plan right now, but I feel like you're ultimately going to hold this group like often. It's not going to be something that is like a one and done. So tell us about your dream interpretation circle. So at my Instagram, thank you for all of that. But so at my Instagram (laughs) channel, the path of inner peace. So at Mark path of inner peace, you can find a post where I describe how you can have a one-on-one session with me where it's just like you want to get this thing interpreted you want to be in a safe space where like sharing your subconscious experiences and just being able to connect with someone who understands this and has been doing this for a long time how long tell them okay so i did a a video yeah it is i've been doing dream interpretation for myself for most of my life but for others, I started it when I was about 18, 20. Mm. Because I was like, I was doing it for myself. And I was like, well, I can understand this for myself. But I wonder if like people tell me their dreams, if I can help them with their own dreams. And I started I started doing it with um, a girl that I was uh, initiating together. I had some meditation practices when I was in my early 20s, maybe 20, 21. And... She was like, that one's smack on. And I was like, okay, I need to study more of this. So all up, up, up until then, it was just me kind of like figuring out how things worked. And then I knew I needed to study archetypes. I needed to study more of symbology. I needed to study, study a little bit more about like traditions around dreams around the world. And I didn't take any course. I don't have any masters or, or postgrad on any of this. I do have a lifetime of experience doing this and knowing that people who have trusted me to interpret their dreams leave a session very satisfied at least. Um, and so I do have that on Path of Inner Peace. You can connect with me via, via DM. We can schedule a session or a series of sessions where the more sessions you, um, you schedule with me, of course, the cheaper each one gets. But just check out the post. I'll put it in my stories today. Uh, I don't know when this is going to air, but I'm I'm glad that it's it's being put out there. And what I do with the dream interpretation group is 
I offer dream interpretations for a really accessible price. It's a two month cycle where we meet on video every, every week. And we have a WhatsApp group chat, uh, where even now I'm getting notifications of like questions and comments and, ex- and shared experiences. And I love it. Having worked as an English teacher in Japan for 12 years, I know I'm going on a rampage here, but ooh, just hang with me. Um, my whole experience as a teacher and my whole experience as a dream interpreter, they really come together in establishing a sacred safe space where people can really voice out their vulnerabilities, knowing that they're being embraced and kind of like harbored, you know, and, and as they share their nightly experiences, we kind of start discerning whether they're just common dreams or physiological dreams or emotional, psychological visitation dreams. There's and the intersection between all of them. That's exactly what you provide the difference there for versus like, because a lot of people are probably like, well, I can just Google it or I can just grab a book. Yeah. I mean, I do, I do that too. Like the difference between like my one-on-one sessions is you have a cold read and like the price is the same, but if you want me to do a cold read, I won't do any research on the symbology of your dream. But if you want to send in a description of your dream ahead of time, I will do my own cold read and then I will check the symbols and back check them with like some of my trusted symbology dictionaries online and offline as well. Um, because I like to see what like other perspectives are, but I will always trust my own intuition and, and exactly reading, so, that's yeah. the difference. That's because even just talking to you, I know so often I'm like, okay. I've tried really hard to get this. I want to cross check it with Ricardo and I give you a call and say like, this is what happened. And it's instant. Usually your response is, Ooh, before you dig in. And I love that. (laughs) But once you dig in, it's always, this makes sense. This makes sense. And you explain like, for for me, part of the really cool experience with you is that you share what you're getting intuitively. Mm -hmm. And then you break down the logistical parts of it with the symbology and, and why this means what this means. And just the other day talking about like, burning houses and what the actual house means for you. And so you have these symbols that you can carry through to other dreams, especially like one of the, let me just bother you really quick. And then we'll get to the manifestation part of this episode. But one of the things that people often ask about dreaming about exes or like Mm -hmm. parents in dreams. And I love what you taught me that when you dream about someone who isn't past, it's more your projection of their experience with you than it is mm-hmm. their actual experience, right? So it's the way that you yeah. perceive them to be experiencing you. And or, or the role that they play in your subconscious makeup. So see that I'm yeah. making a gesture of like holding a cylinder outside of my head and bringing it into my head or the space of my head. And for instance, an ex-lover uh, is kind of like a postcard of a season in your life, you know, because they're ex, they're in the past. And they, they're like a placeholder. And because they, they were a person you loved actively or passively in your life, they represent that stage of your existence. Whereas when we're talking about like a parent figure and uh, mother figures and father figures, they, they're not interchangeable. They have their own symbology traditionally, but that's where the individual experience of the dreamer really shifts their roles because sometimes, and you know exactly, like you're nodding as if you know what I'm going to say because you're a psychic and you do. Sometimes the father figure is more present and attentive. And so when someone with a specific experience has a dream where they see their father, 
it might be more of like a motherly um, experience for the dreamer. So I always take into account the general archetypes of symbols. And then I focus like a laser on the person's specific experience. And I have to use my intuition and my empathic um, senses to really um, hone in on what the person is like experiencing in the dream and how that can be represented into their daily waking life. So I think this is, yeah, one of the ways to describe how my intuition and dream interpretation work together. That being said, that is an incredible service that you provide that I've taken full advantage of and, and have worked with you in the past to learn more about how to do it. And I really cool. highly recommend that. And I'm so excited that you have this dream interpretation circle available for people now. It's like, it just like came like as a rush of intuition, like this is what I'm doing. And it's been cool to watch it get built. Yeah. Thank you um, so much. Something else you and I really vibe on a lot is the art of manifesting and how I just saw a TikTok the other day where someone was saying, um, spiritualists call it manifesting, witches call it spells, like, uh, religious people call it prayer and like all of these different, um, like physicists call it astrophysics, physics, like all of quantum yeah. physics, like all of this, that the point is that it's real. You can't deny it. We all just call it something different. Yeah. So you've recently created a group called prosper us, right? Yeah. The prosper us circle. So you you kind of lapse the O in, in like the design that I created on Instagram. I really like that design. I don't know why, but I love it. And even if no one joins, I'm saying this because the, the circle hasn't officially started. Um, but I'm doing this on my own. And if I have to go on my own, I'll just log the heck out of it. And like, you'll be able to follow my path as like an experimenting manifestor or something. Um, but it's the prosper us. So it's a circle where we get to desire, anticipate, wish, create, reframe outrageously, where it's okay to let go of, uh, no, it's not only okay, it's encouraged to let go of external judgment and even our preconceived ideas of what abundance, wealth, well-being, and happiness is so that what is really within our soul, within our heart, like the gut things that really ignite us and and make us come alive, not just feel, but come alive. This is a sacred safe space for that. And just like with the dream interpretation group, just like with having been a ballet, a ballet dancer, uh, um, a dancer, a contemporary dancer and an English teacher, if you don't give yourself the permission to make mistakes and go through a little, a few bumps on the road, you're actually not going to learn. You're always going to aim for giving the first answer to be perfect and it won't work. So it's really important to give yourself that grace to come and maybe you won't get it right at first or even at third. So you will be so loved and so again, harbored in the circle that the mistakes will become part of the fun of it. And you and I were having a conversation yesterday, actually, about this aspect that if you're not having fun and if you don't feel light about what you're trying to bring into material and physical reality, you're forcing it. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, it's yep. not going to come. It might come later, but not because you're pushing or pulling it now, but because there's a point where you've just let it go. And I am 
exercising certain things, not because I want to manifest this or that. I am very specific about things that I want to manifest in my life, but I am beginning to embrace just the fun of being alive. And to illustrate all of this, one of the best periods of my life was the recent five to six years when I was in Japan. My life was not easy by any means, but I was in control of my daily life. I I had a certain income, which allowed me to really control my nutrition, which was very important for my health and fitness goals, which was really important for my mental balance. And that enabled me to organize all of my life in a way that I might not have everything I want and desire right now, but I am in a place where if it comes, I can welcome it with open arms. And to that point, it's not about having everything that you want and desire. It's about holding space for it to arrive, right? It's not about focusing on not having it. It's about knowing that it will come, which Mm -hmm. isn't something that is easily learned, I think, for a lot of people. So, I mean, how would you express that ability? How would you encourage people to let go, to actually let go? What does that look like? It has to do with something that you've also also mentioned in one of your workshops. And I really hold that to heart, which is if you cannot sit with a meal while you're cooking it or while you're eating it and truly savor it and be present with it, you cannot manifest. Like if you if you cook a meal and you can't enjoy the fact that you're mixing ingredients or that you're preparing or cutting uh, I don't know, spring onions or something like that. And the simple fact that you're doing that, you can savor and enjoy that as a happy moment for your own self in life. I don't think you'll be able to manifest anything you want. Every single thing that you do, you have to find the appreciation in it. And it's, it's, it's so spot on. And I find myself, especially as of lately, the last couple of months or so going through this transition with murder and mediumship and figuring out that things were too heavy. And there's a lot of stuff in the background in my personal life that will absolutely come to the light mm-hmm. because I like to share for the sake of vulnerability and and being seen with others. I think that helps other people. But knowing all of that and knowing how much my energy has been struggling, it makes so much sense to me that I haven't been calling in the things that I typically would have a much easier time calling in. And it's it comes back down to finding the joy in the really simple things. So even the last few days, making myself breakfast in the morning, dancing through those experiences, laughing when I drop yeah, an egg yeah. on the floor instead of being like, ah, oh. it's really about finding that joy. It's really like last night. Um, I have, for those of you who don't know, or if this is your first time tuning in, I have three boys. They're seven. One is about to turn six and the other is two and a half. And the two and a half year old is he's a whole freaking mood. Him. That child is yeah. just something special. <laughs> he is a vibe, isn't he? So he was really, really upset. He wanted ice cream for dinner and he couldn't have ice cream for dinner. But finally, I, well, by the way, I was making birthday cake waffles. So it's not like the, like, I don't know what I was thinking in that, like in the grand scheme <laughs> of things, I don't think one was much worse than the other, but I was making waffles and uh <laughs> he was really mad. And finally I said, here, take the ice cream. Because I was in a moment where I just, I, I couldn't be where I needed mm. to be. And that was not a win in my mind at all. I would have done that differently, but he couldn't get the top of the ice cream off. And I thought I would at least buy myself some time. So he gets into the ice cream. He wants it scooped. He's not happy with the spoon I'm using. It's supposed to be that spoon. And then he doesn't want this bowl. He wants that <laughs> bowl. And like the whole thing is melting down, right? As his ice cream is melting and he looks at me and he looks at the ice cream. It's, it's vanilla. It's plain old French vanilla. He looks at it and he goes, I want a chocolate ice cream. So he finally gets what he wants, right? But he wasn't specific. 
first of all, we didn't have chocolate ice cream. That's all we had. And this is in your manifestations. You have to be specific because now he has what he asked for, but it's not what he wanted because he wasn't specific, right? Number two, I am watching this whole thing unfold. And honestly, like I'm on the brink of tears, but I'm not frustrated. I am frustrated because it's very loud and it's starting to like pierce my skull, the noise of it all. But from someone who's not like focused on that part of it, I'm watching this whole thing unfold and I'm kind of laughing because his experience with this ice cream, by the time he finally chose to eat it, I had to be sitting next to him, eating my dinner, eating my birthday cake waffles. I made great choices, (laughs) eating these waffles. And he's so mad and he looks at his ice cream and he says, oh, no, it melted. And now he's mad that his ice cream has melted because he's been yelling about it for 20 minutes, right? So it no longer matters that Mm. it's vanilla. It now matters that it's melted. Now we're hyper fixating on the other thing that went wrong, right? Not the fact that he got what he wanted. He's focused on the ice cream is now melted. And he says, I wanted big ice cream. And he was so mad that now he had what he called ice cream water. So all of these things that he asked for, he got. He just didn't get it in the way he expected to get it and thus could not accept it. And I realize he's too, like, I don't expect him to, but this is totally a euphemism for what we expect in our manifestations. We have to be clear with what it is that we want and we have to hold the right energy around it because while he was (laughs) focusing on being pissed at what he didn't have, his ice cream turned into something else. And now what he originally had that he asked for was no longer held in high regard and it all went to shit. It all went to ice cream water. So do you see what I'm saying? It's so important that we hold that energy and that appreciation for receiving, even if it isn't exactly what we want. It's also an illustration for the fact that so many of us carry wounds and like so many of us come to like manifestation Mm -hmm. and I'm going to start using air quotes, even though people who are listening can't see them. Um, they are going to bring their child self, not, not their child work or their inner child work, but it's, it's an aspect of what we do in the circle. Okay. Um, because when, if you don't feel safe, if you don't feel seen and validated in the circle, you're going to bump into the same resistance. And what you described with your son is such an illustration for all of us when we start manifesting and things don't really go the way we were expecting. It's not that we're doing something wrong. It's that are we aware of what happens around what we want? And so this is where it's not like a versus, it's not an either or, but you said something, you have to be specific. And one of the exercises that I'm going to include in, in uh, the prosperous circle is clarity. It's not that you need a high resolution, like 4k pictures, Mm -hmm but you need to know what's there for you or what you expect there to be for you. So for example, one of my personal goals is a certain level of fitness. Okay. But for me to achieve that or attain that level of fitness, it's not just a matter of like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym six days in a week and I'm going to stretch or something. No, like I need a certain nutrition. I need a certain, um, I need a certain set of conditions that I can work on directly like action is called to support our desires. So all of this inspired action. Yep, exactly. Is habit creation. So the fact that I was going back to my personal example in Japan, the fact that I was waking up every day before 5am, that I was putting my meal prep in my bag, going to the gym, having my little 
schedule, doing the things that lifted me up, even though I was living through a very difficult life, I was intentional and I was empowered in the way that, okay, I had a very tough life there, but in every way that I had access, that I had my own ability to support myself, I was doing that and uplifting myself. And so if you're able to bring a help, yeah, an uplifting, an uplifting sense of routine and structure to your daily life where, okay, I'm doing this because this is going to empower me to do that. And you're compounding, not building up on, because I actually use, there's a dichotomy there that I kind of use also in the prosperous circle, which is cultivating, where you have different things happening at the same time in your garden and they're growing at different paces. So you've got like strawberries and tomatoes and carrots. They won't all grow at the same time, right? So, but they're all growing and they're all going to be nutritious and they're all going to bear fruit, so to speak. And if you just tend to the garden and like peacefully go there, and if you're not constantly digging to see if the carrot is growing, right? You are laying something on me right now that I need so bad. If you're not constantly digging the carrot, digging at the carrot to see if it's growing, disturbing its growth, impeding (laughs) its flow, trying to control what's happening naturally, Catherine, then you're going to allow it to continue to grow. And when it's ready to be plucked from the earth and devoured, it will be there. If you continue to disturb it and check on it and like micromanage that freaking carrot growing, it's not going to grow. I I think it's such a, a functional and beautiful analogy in the sense that you do need to tend to it daily. You know, you need to either weed it out or you need to have like bird yes. houses around your garden so that bugs don't come and pollute, um, you know, or contaminate your crops. I love the idea of having like bird houses because it's kind of an analogy to like your community. You know, like you are serving each other. You're feeding mm-hmm. the birds by putting them in a place where bugs are attracted to and they're protecting your crops and you have a soundtrack to your daily life. You see what I mean? And so by surrounding yourself with conditions and people who support you and uplift you, which will happen in the prosperous circle, um, you're all in kind of the same mindset that it's okay for me to be imperfect. I'm here to learn about myself and I'm here to learn how to create the life that I love. And I'm here to learn how to create the life that once I come to the end of the rail, I'm going to look back and I'm going to be like, I lived the life I wanted. And ultimately, you might want to manifest a car. You might want to manifest a house. You might want to manifest the sexiest body you want to live in, which is fine. I want that. (laughs) But Yeah, but but (laughs) don't we all (laughs) while we're manifesting all of these things that we want and might need for our own logistical well-being right here, right now, are we in the right direction, right? Are we aiming ourselves to a life and the values and the principles that actually uplift us and make us come alive, right? Are we truly upholding the values that we believe in? And I'm not talking about like some sense of morality or religion here, okay? I'm talking about You going to bed each night knowing today I did this and I did that and I'm proud of myself for standing up for myself or I'm proud of myself for taking care of the groceries and putting that all away as soon as I got home or like it, it doesn't have to be something magnificent and glorious. The glory is in those small things that you do and you start celebrating yourself by. Yes. Okay. The glory is in the small things that you recognize. It, it, It really, it really honest to God is. And, and that 
speaking to that, the, it's in the, like the putting away of the groceries. It's in the recognizing you showed up for yourself because those are things yeah. that are so supremely difficult Absolutely. for us at some times in our lives. Right. And sometimes you dance through it and sometimes you drag ass through it and you have to give yourself yeah. grace in both of those instances. And I think that's a really beautiful sentiment. Um, to add to the idea that you have to embody that also it's, and I talked about this on a more recent episode on the show as well. I believe it was a solo episode when you show up with other people like that. And, and you're trying to manifest this, this life of, of your dreams and this like happy, chill, peaceful existence where everything comes to you easily. And then you run into other people mm -hmm. who you don't give grace you're combating that for yourself as well. And I will never not talk about this on the show. The way that you treat others, the way that you speak to others, the way that you hold space for others. I mean, in such a simple concept as someone cuts you off in traffic and instead you just say, this is okay. Safely. Let them get to where they're going. This is a not, yeah, this is a non-issue. Send them light, let them travel along safely. And, and you just let it go because so many people mm -hmm. let little things like that trigger them. Stuck, and then trapped. when it comes to the big <laughs> stuff, yeah. And when it comes to the big stuff, you just, it, it's even bigger because everything has like built up inside. I was talking to a friend the other day about my experience a couple nights ago where I had one child was physically sick to his stomach. And when, it, when it's just me with the kids, if, if Mike is out of town, um, and, and the boys are awake. Like the other night, uh, the youngest one had a stomach bug. He woke up screaming that something was trying to get him in his crib. I think he was like having like a fever hallucination or something. I don't really know for sure. And he like backpedals out of his crib and I grab him and I put him in bed with me. Mm. And then a couple minutes later or like half an hour, 40 minutes later, he ends up throwing up all over me. And then I'm trying to get him in the shower to get him cleaned off. And I'm trying to show him like the shower hose is like a toy. Like let's have fun with this. So he's like excited to be in there instead. And his whole demeanor had shifted. He was totally like mm. sick once. I was like, he's done. He's obviously yeah. good. He needed that out of his system and he's good to go. And it thank God, because it's such a nightmare otherwise too, but he was clearly feeling better. So I was trying to distract him with the shower hose. And then my oldest comes in and he's like, can I get in bed with you? I'm like, no, the bed needs to be like changed. Like this is not a thing. Everything is happening all at once. So my oldest is like, okay, I'll go back to bed by myself, which is like a huge deal in our house anyway. So thank God this is working out. Maybe this isn't so bad. So I strip the sheets and I go downstairs and my oldest is standing at the top of the stairs at, by the laundry room. And he goes, mom, there's water everywhere. I'm like, what do you mean? There's water everywhere. Connor's in the shower. I'm sure there's water all over the floor. Like he's two and a half and he's sending water. Like it's a glass shower. I'm sure there's water like yeah. shooting up above it. I'm like whatever. So thinking like a couple of towels, it's not that big of a deal. He goes, no, it's dripping from the ceiling again. And I walk down the hallway and it's pouring in like a, like a horizontal stream of waterfall coming down from the edge of the shower where it wasn't properly sealed on the outside of the shower because Connor was shooting the water over the top. So now I'm looking at my bed is stripped. One child is awake. The other is now making it rain. And it has become like Jumanji house is what it felt like to me. Right. And through all of this, all I could think, honest to God, like it was awful. It was awful. And then the third one finally woke up and I'm like, this is just like two of them are awake watching TV. Uh, one of them is like half awake. Connor's trying to yell to wake up Jameson because he thinks it's funny. Like the whole thing is a nightmare. And then um, what ends up happening I was on the phone with a friend and they said, they're like, I can't believe that you are so like, you're laughing right now. How are you not just like freaking the hell out? And I thought, well, what's the point? 
this situation sucks. But at the end of all of this, it's, I handled it and handled it well. Exactly. And I was so proud of that. But it's because of this work I've done on not taking the little things so seriously. Because in that moment, if I would have reacted like that, my poor children would yeah. have thought that they were at fault for something too, right? And you would have also, I would have shown them like when shit hits the proverbial fan, mm. Yeah. You freak out and you don't like you take it in stride. It's going to be okay. And I honestly was so grateful that it was just me home in that moment because I was able to control all of that energy and focus all of that energy. And I got to witness a really beautiful moment as a mom where my oldest was taking, helping me take care of the youngest, just in a very nurturing way and showing up in that way, not because I asked him to, but because he knew he needed it. And and I know that that's by my example as a parent as well. So the whole thing was in essence, a lesson. Number one, that you don't get a a hose in the shower at one in the morning. And number two, (laughs) don't ever wash all the towels at once again, because I had nothing to soak anything up with. But otherwise... What is you have? I could see your face over there. I you have, have something lot to comment to say, on both there in terms of like manifestation, but also <laughs> one of the things that I don't think we as living human beings with a work schedule and a functioning family or a dysfunctional family or whatever, we we're we're so used to just like <laughs> cruising on the wave of everything we got to do, 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 instead of just being present. The fact that you reframe the the hose head as a toy, he was going through something terrible for him, right? Um, and so you reframe that as a toy. You enabled him to see something with levity and to include the energy of fun mm-hmm. in his own direct experience. And even coming back to that, like he he was having a, a bug in his stomach but i'm also aware of all of the energetic stuff that's been happening around your house and your property and i think it's really interesting that it's not like it was a test but it's not an intentional test to you but how you present yourself to situations how you really show up for things really determines how they turn out for you right so this could have been like a disaster but yeah. you reframed as Jumanji house. So this is a good story to tell. Like worst case scenario, it's a, it's a good story to tell. And it's not worst case scenario because yeah. this was actually a very happy moment in your family. It honestly was. Yeah. It was horrific. I was exhausted the next day. I scratched my entire schedule and I slept with the kids on and off all day. And then the next day when they went back to school, I slept on and off all day. And I, I took that as this is my indicator yeah. to take a break to rest, to recharge. And we get so caught up in the rat race that we forget to be present in what is actually happening rather than being fixated on what is coming next for us and being prepared for that. Because ultimately, if I've learned anything, being a military spouse and being a parent, it's that you can plan loosely for things, but ultimately universe doesn't give us I just want to mention this coincidence of your youngest son being the powerhouse psychic that he also is um having a stomach bug and the stomach bug event showcasing the structural problem like in your house and you having the wherewithal to fix it all you see what I mean Yes. Thank you for that. You always empower me. I so appreciate it. 
It's it, you're absolutely right, though. There's been uh, that moment was another reminder, as frustrating as it was. <laughs> that moment was another reminder to me that I've got this shit on lockdown over and over and over again. I show up in a way that I honestly surprise myself. And I was having this conversation with another friend about how <laughs> how can I be clear and vulnerable and present for people who follow me, who follow the show, who follow me on TikTok or Instagram or whatever, they know me as someone who always finds this like positive spin and, and also yeah, not in yeah. a toxically positive way either. It's, it's just, you have to go with the flow of this. And they were asking, how am I going to navigate this next chapter as someone who can show others the light through things or who has it all together? And, and how can I show them that like, I've got it all figured out? And I said, well, that has never been my message. That's not my message. It's not that I have it all figured out. It's that I hold the space to figure it out as I go and that I'm proud of myself every step of the way. And in in a multifaceted way, I have the ability to show up in a state of vulnerability when I would rather hide because we all go through that. And then I also have the respect and the self-awareness to know when I need to hide to be a little bit more introspective so I can know how I'm being called to show up. And all of these experiences that I'm going through right now, it's just this like incredible caveat to the shift in the show and to the shift in, in this universal energy into where we're all in a place where we're learning that what we speak, we create. And, and like Gen Z, especially watching them show up right now, especially in the United States with all of the things that have been happening because fuck this place sometimes, but it's just really powerful to see these younger people realizing they are pulling in the life that they want mm -hmm. to create for the general collective because they're sick of us millennials saying like, oh, we're going to manifest it and then not do anything about it. Gen Z is yeah. showing up like we're not taking any crap from anyone else. Boundaries. Boundaries are so important. And I'm yes. clapping. But the, the thing is, yes, I love Gen Zers in the sense that they like they hold these boundaries, like they won't take BS at a job. Like the day they get there, if there's any sign of BS or abuse, they're out. Cause like there's, there's, there's not an, uh, um, there's not a working shortage. There's respect from leadership. There's respect and wage, uh, quality shortage that, you know what I mean? Like it's not the workforce that is in lack. It's the quality of, the situation and it comes from the top side and like i i don't care about like entrepreneurs who don't really value the people that work for their dreams though i think it's really important also to mention that like the boundaries are are essential and when i talk about boundaries i'm not talking about like these kids are just like shoving it up um you know like flipping the boss or whatever it's they're not like it seems like they're upholding boundaries against someone else no they're holding boundaries to themselves. They're holding themselves to a higher standard. And because they're not willing to take abuse and abusive tactics into their daily experience, they're walking away from it. So it's not something that they're doing against someone else. Yes. It's the fact that they're doing something good for themselves. So it's that shift of mindset where yep. you're not doing something not to be poor. You're something, you're doing something to enrich yourself and to enrich yourself on the outside. You need to yes. enrich yourself within and to validate the richness that you have not even noticed to yourself. And that's where in the prosperous circle, I am here to be your hype man and to highlight those parts of yourself that you thought were forgotten. 
Also, I've got a comment to make on you and someone else in our community. I think you know her. I, I, no, I know you know her. Like the two of you with your parenting style, even though you're not similar, you're analogous, the way you speak, the way you word yourselves, the way you speak of people, mm. especially in front of your kids, um, the way you speak and the way you self-parent as you're dealing with something in front of your kids we have this in common. We teach by example. And this other person, and I'm going to name her. I hope you don't mind me like propping this person up because she's awesome. Her name is Jessica Listland. So if you can follow her on Instagram and... she, We do parent yeah. very differently or very There's similarly. a lot of like human to human talk rather than authoritative parent to rebellious child. You know, it's like... Yes, because kids often aren't rebelling. Yeah. They're looking to be understood. And we just jump to like, we address the behavior, not the, symptom, the, yeah. the, um, the action yeah. behind the behavior. Also, the, like, the symptom. Yeah. Kids will scream. It's so huge. You know, like, that's what kids, like, you were on my Instagram live, maybe not even a week ago, and your kids were acting up. And I love it because it's real life. We can't pretend. Yeah, you know, like, the day after Jumanji. that they're just like in a bubble over there. And while we're recording something, this mm -hmm. is like a sealed studio. This is real life. We're not in a huge production company where someone like a nanny is taking care of the kids while we're here pretending to just be you and me. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, um, well, good thing we've got like this carved out in our schedule. Uh, what I was going to say um, is that, like, one of the things that I appreciate both in Jessica Listland and you, Catherine, uh, Catherine, and anyway, it's when the way you talk to yourself, and I'm talking about manifestation, I'm talking about dream interpretation, I'm talking about like, just leading a life of inner peace. And that's why my channel on Instagram is called The Path of Inner Peace. It's because how are you living with yourself each day, Right. How do you feel at peace with the choices you're making? How do you feel at peace when you go to bed and you have a quiet but joyful sense of pride in how you lived your day? And if, you've, if you didn't accomplish everything you wanted, you know there's another day coming and there's gratitude for that too, right? There's nothing beats going to bed with that. Yeah. That feeling of joy, even after Especially, a hard day, right? even after a difficult day, I can honestly say at my core, after some of the most difficult days that I have had recently, when I go to bed and I feel in my heart that I showed up the way that I choose to and the way that other people mm -hmm. need me and the way that I need me, it's just, it's such a profound yeah. feeling of fulfillment. And it doesn't matter what's going wrong. It's just you have this happiness is not a yeah. circumstance. It's a state of mind. And, and that is... I have created that for myself and the hardest days are so much easier mm -hmm. because I trust myself in that way. And that's a lot of what I know we've kind it. of gone a lot of directions here, but that's also so huge in manifestation. It's learning to trust yourself. If you don't see your worth and you don't mm -hmm. have trust and faith in yourself to bring these things forward, it's not going to happen. So the foundation of it, it's, it's that joy that we mm -hmm. talked about creating with joy without force and creating from a place of of trusting not just the universe, but you yourself, that you can create this. Can I offer just one small reframing? I know we're we're coming close on time, but if yeah. there's anything that you want to okay. exercise, 
maybe to manifest or anything is a shift in the significance of an expression of belonging. So rather than imagining that something belongs to you, I offer to anyone who's listening, imagine that you belong with or that it belongs with you rather than something mm -hmm. being yours to grasp and, you know, exerting that, that, Less that ownership force coexistence. It belongs with you as in it's a shared experience. So that's why community for me is so important. And that's why mutual support in that regard is so important, which is that even if you're doing something ultimately for yourself and you're living a single life, I'm a single man here. Um, you know, like, Ultimately, there's a community around you, whether it's virtual, physical, whatever. So the sense of partnership in, in this uh, conversation is very important. So maybe the car that you want doesn't belong to you. It belongs with you because you get to create memories with the car. You see what I mean? It's more of, it's more of like an organic fit rather than something being attached to you. Mm -hmm. And this is where like detachment yes. kind of comes into things. Like you want them, you're attracting them to you, but you also need a level of detachment to understand that they're coming with you on the journey, but they're not a part of your own body. They're a part of the body of memories, but you see, okay. All right. That's so belong with. Yeah. 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 And it, it's, it's part of learning to let go as well. That detachment is part of learning <laughs> to let go so that you can create the space to receive it. So I'm starting it on April 6th, whether there's anyone joining or not. So it's going to be next week. Okay. I think it's Thursday. Okay. So Thursday, yeah, next week, Thursday, um, April 6th is when I start the prosperous circle. I'm going to do some Instagram posts on the path of inner peace. Um, just to like give a little bit more of a highlight onto the main things that I will cover with anyone who might want to join on the dream interpretation group. It's two months and it's me solo teaching or guiding or, or partnering with the people there. But in the prosperous circle, and I'm so glad we get to, to mention this, I have at least two guest teachers coming in and one of them you're hearing from them right now. It's Catherine and uh, you're going to come once or twice throughout the, the three month cycle to either give exercises or to support people and add more perspective in whatever we might be missing at that moment or something. And the other one, I already have a yes from them, but we still need to cover some details is Alexa Hauser from the Inner Bloom podcast. I, I love that the fact that like she brings EFT to so many aspects of her life. And if if you need like an EFT session from Alexa, check her out on Instagram. I think her handle is still Alexa Soothes. Um, but if not, just check the Inner Bloom podcast mm -hmm. and you'll see the, the links for her as well. Your time and expertise is very treasured. And I think you not only deserve, but it's only natural that you are rewarded for the time and dedication that you offer to these groups. So thank you. Well, thank you. And the Prosper Us Circle, everything that Ricardo has been talking about can all be found, like you said, on Path of Inner Peace on Instagram and your yes, other Rick's Instagram is four Rick Arts. for Art. Yeah. No. Yes. Rick for Art. Uh, so check him out on there. I know a lot of you already have, but go on there, hit follow, subscribe to his information. Just follow along because there's always really interesting stuff going on in the background. And I know if you vibe with my energy, you vibe with his because we're both a bunch of goofballs who are just here trying to 
uplift others and make the world a better freaking place. So (laughs) thank you so much for being on here with me again. I know you'll be back like a thousand and one more times anyway, but as always, thanks for coming on the show and having this really important conversation with us. I love you.